Pastor Lau and Pastor Dala Hapriset would like to welcome you to the following message from New Hope International Church in Seattle, Washington. Here is Pastor Lau's anointed teaching that will change your life with love, hope, and peace in Jesus Christ. And now, Pastor Lau. I'm so thirsty. Thank you so much, Lord, for teaching us your word. We want to grow spiritually. We want to become more like Jesus Christ. We want to know you more, Lord, and we want to be used of you. Thank you, Lord, for showing us the truth, and the truth shall set us free. Your truth shall renew our mind and give us life, change us from glory to glory to glory, Lord. Thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. This morning, one of the sisters read from the Bible in Matthew chapter 16 that Jesus said, Peter, on this rock, I will build my church, and the gates of Hades shall not prevail against it. I like that scripture very much. It can ring in my spirit again and again that Jesus wants to build his church. And our church believe in church planting, believing in saving souls, making disciples, and planting churches in different cities in the world. Everywhere we go, we want to plant churches. And I believe that we don't plant just any kind of church. We want to plant a biblical, glorious church. Biblical means that we want to follow the Bible 100%. And glorious means full of the glory, full of the presence of God. So we want to build a church that becomes the bride of the Lord Jesus Christ. In that process of growing the church, of building the church, we as His organs are part of the body. We need to have more power to do the Great Commission. I am asking the Lord every day to give me more and more power. I want to be 99.9% of Jesus Christ, at least. That everywhere I go, I will see people healed. I see people get out from the wheelchair. I see people, the blind can see, demon will come out. And I want to see the power of God demonstrated. I even pray to God that everywhere I go, the presence of Jesus would be there. Because from the Bible, when Jesus showed up, great thing happened. Multiplication, healing, deliverance, salvation. So I want to be a carrier of the presence of Jesus Christ. I want to be the hand, the eyes, and the mouth of Jesus in this generation. And I believe that that is your heart as well, that everywhere you go, you represent Jesus Christ. And Jesus' presence was um, with you and you could perform miracles and signs and wonders. But it's not enough just to move in power. It's very important to know His will and to be mature, to grow up spiritually. And our spiritual maturity is connected to our mentality, what we think. I notice 
when I went to Thailand, I noticed that a lot of Christians, even in our churches, still have the mentality of Thai culture, and that mentality really affect the church life a lot. I believe that that's the reason why God inspires me and encourages me to produce this kind of teaching to change. The mindset, or the mentality, or the attitudes, or motive of people, so that we will become like Jesus Christ. Our life of service depends on these two factors: power and maturity, or the mind of Christ. So today, I would like to share about two things in our mind that we should have. We need to renew our mind. The first thing I want to talk about is our mentality or mindset regarding the church life, relating to our brothers and sisters. In First Corinthians chapter 12, verses 12 to 13, for as the body is one and has many members, but all the members of that one body, being many, are one body. So also is Christ. For by one Spirit we were all baptized into one body, whether Jews or Greeks, whether slave or free, and have all been made to drink into one Spirit. This scripture talk about the word one, one, one again and again. One body with many members. One Spirit, the Holy Spirit. No matter how old we are. What kind of background we have, what kind of nationality or language we speak, when we come into the body or into the church, we need to realize that we are part of the body, and other people in the church, other brother and sister, are our family members. So we need to settle in my, our mind that brother and sister in the church are in the same team. We are together. To serve God together, we are not enemies. We are not strangers to one another. We need to look at our brother and sister as this is my family member, this is my brother, this is my sister. We're gonna serve together. I love them. I can serve with them, even though they may have different personality, different emphasis of life, or different. Job description, or gifts, or talents, or callings, but we need to really welcome, receive, honor, and respect, and submit to one another. I never look at church member as just member. I look at our church member as my brothers and sisters in Christ. I am in the same family. So I need to treat people with respect and honor and submit to them, whatever they say that is good for the kingdom and is biblical. I need to submit to them. We submit to one another. The reason I talk about this because I notice that sometimes in a local church, people are divided into groups, like oh, this is Thai group, this is Chinese group. This is Indonesian group. When I say divided, I'm not talking about physical division. I'm talking about the spirit. 
I will not associate with the Chinese people because they're not Indonesian. That is a wrong mindset. We need to look at everybody as together. We are together, no matter what nationality, no matter what background we have. We are one together. We love one another. We're going to support one another. The attitude of saying, "Oh, the Thai church, the Japanese group, the Chinese-speaking group," I'm not going to talk to them. I don't want to get involved with them. Is a carnal idea. We need to love people, no matter what nationality they have. Second Timothy two three say, Second Timothy chapter two verse three. You therefore must endure hardship, as a good soldier of Jesus. We are not only in the same body, part of the body, joined together to be one body, but we are also in the same army. We are in the same army. I love to watch the Second World War movie. Uh, one night, while Pastor Da was in Thailand a week ago or so. I just tried to rest at home because I was so tired. I have the old DVD of Second World War movie, so I put it in and watch. It's about the fight between the American soldier and the American troop and the German troop. And both sides, I watch both sides. The German soldier, they were standing and they do like this. And they sing song. We're gonna fight. We're gonna get the land. And they all love each other. And they all like, we're gonna die for the country. We're gonna die for each other. That they, they, they do like this and sing song. On the other side, that the American soldier, they all like sing song together and get into the tank. And the soldier get ready to fight. And they protect each other. They know their enemies, and they're gonna fight together as one army. We should have that mentality that we are in the same army and we are fighting against our enemies. Our enemies include Satan, evil spirit, the world system, and the flesh. So we need to be together and protect each other's back. Pray for one another. We should not pull the gun and shoot each other inside the church. The enemy will love it to see we fight each other. In the church, we should love one another and join hand together to fight against our common enemies. In Ephesians chapter three, verses fourteen to sixteen, for this reason I bow my knees to the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, from whom the whole family, in heaven and on earth, is named, that He would grant you, according to the riches of His glory, to be strengthened with might through His Spirit. In the inner man, this scripture talk about family. We have the same Father, we have the same Savior Jesus Christ, we have the same Holy Spirit who live inside us, and He can give us power to fight the battle together. So we need to always think about we are family together. This idea should be inside the local church and between local churches. When I went to Thailand, I never considered other churches to be stranger to me. I respect all the pastors. I respect all the churches. I 
was so blessed to be in a meeting of Franklin Graham in this trip to Thailand, and I honor him. When his worship team come up to sing, I stood up and sing and raise hand, even though other people don't stand up. I don't care. I'm gonna honor this worship team. Some people even took picture of my standing up and raise my hand because all the rest all sit down. I'm the only guy in the meeting. Only a few people behind me stand up because I want to honor this man, Franklin Graham. It's my brother in the same family. We need to respect each other. We need to love one another. In the body of Christ, we love other churches because we are together in the same family of God. Amen. We should have this mindset. Other Christians in other church, other churches, they're also our brothers and sisters. We love them, respect them, pray for them. We will not criticize them or have any bad attitude against any church. People may have different. Revelation and understanding of the word—that's okay. We are all together in Christ Jesus. We need to love one another. Amen. That is the first one I want to emphasize: our mindset. It sounds simple. It sounds simple that the mindset say our brother and sister in the church are in the same team. We gonna work together, and we will love them and submit to them. It sounds simple. But I tell you, in reality, the flesh, our carnality, our immaturity, sometimes causes us to divide, to look down, or to separate ourselves from other people. So that is carnality. But spiritual maturity will lead us to join in, to work together, to value one another. And to want to be a part of the team instead of being separated. Let's look at another mentality. In Romans, I'm gonna read many scripture here. Romans chapter eight, verses thirty-one to thirty-two. What then shall we say to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? He who did not spare His own Son, Jesus Christ. But delivered him up for us all. How shall he not, with him, also freely give us all things? What I want to emphasize in these scriptures is that God loves us so much. We are so precious in His eyes that He willing to sacrifice His own Son, died on the cross. To save us, we need to realize that we are precious, very precious in the eyes of God, in the heart of God. Can you point to yourself and say, "I am precious. I am very precious. The Son of God died for me. He gave up His life for me." And with this scripture, you understand that you are so precious that if He did not spare His own Son, He would also give other things to us as well as we need. Amen. He will provide for us. I give you example. I went to the Thailand mission trip this time, and I was so amazed that 
we have so many cameramen and women there, and this all in our team, different corners, different angle. They all have camera, take video, take picture, take video, take picture everywhere. Maybe about five cameramen and women. I don't know how many women, how many men, but but and some of them are very professional. They charge people a lot to take picture. This is a, these are professional photographers. Some of them graduate from San Francisco as photographer, and they all new believers accept Christ in our church, get touched by the fire, and now come to help us to take picture, which is answering my prayer because I want to produce a lot of good teaching. We need a lot of camera people to take all these clips to put in our YouTube. You see, God give me. All things that I need, if He did not spare His Son, He would not spare other things. He will give all the things that we need: manpower, worship team, money, strength, anything. We need to realize I am special and precious. Everyone say, "I'm special." I'm precious. Ephesians chapter one verse seven. He is so rich in kindness and grace that he purchased our freedom with the blood of his son and forgave our sins. We are so precious that he purchased us from the kingdom of darkness with the blood of his son. Wow! After I read all this scripture, I see myself very precious. I don't look down on myself anymore. I'm not a second-class citizen. I'm not a second-class human being. I am precious in the eyes of God. Ephesians 1:14. The Spirit of God guarantee that He will give us the inheritance He promised, and that He has purchased us to be His own people. He did this so we would praise and glorify Him. He purchased us. We are so expensive that the Son of God has to shed His blood. To get us out of darkness, everyone say, "I'm so expensive. I'm so precious, so special." So we need to look at ourselves that way, and we need to treat other people that way. We need to treat our brother and sister as a special, valuable property of God, or belonging of God. We should treat each other with respect and honor. In the church, Psalm 139 verses 13 to 16: For you form my inward parts; you cover me in my mother's womb. I will praise you, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are your works, and that my soul knows very well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was made in secret. And skillfully wrought into the lowest parts of the earth, your eyes saw my substance, being yet unformed. And in your book they all were written, the days fashioned for me, when as yet there were none of them. This scripture talk about we were wonderfully and fearfully made by God. He formed us. So unique, so special. We're so special, specially, wonderfully, fearfully created 
by the Almighty God. Amen. We need to see ourselves that way. You walk around with your shoulder up, and you know I'm a child of the Living God. I'm wonderfully made by God. No matter what other people say about us, I don't care. I know I'm special in the eyes of God. This mentality helps us to serve God with confidence. Otherwise, we're gonna feel inferior, or we feel that I'm not good enough. Oh, God cannot use me. No, you need to see your own value. God made you so special, so unique, to serve Him. Ephesians chapter two. Verses 4 to 9. But God, who is rich in mercy, I like that sentence, who is rich in mercy. I like that our God is so full of mercy. Because of His great love with which He loves us, even when we were dead in trespasses, make us alive together with Christ. By grace you have been saved. And raise us up together, talking about the position in Christ that we are raised up with Christ, to be in the position of authority and honor and respect and make us sit together in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus, that in the ages to come he might show the exceeding riches of his grace in his kindness toward us in Christ Jesus. We are so valuable and precious and so loved by God. He lifts us up. I used to be a sinner. I used to be a bad boy. And I was rejected by society. But now I know I'm accepted by God. I'm valuable. And His grace for me is so abundant to do whatever God calls me to do. Amen? You need to see yourself that way. I'm precious. I'm lifted up by God. I'm one of the kind. I'm Great in the eyes of God. I'm unique in the eyes of God. Jeremiah 29 verse 11. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans for welfare and not for evil. To give you a future and a hope. So not only that, God sees your value and you are so precious in His eyes. God has a good plan for you. I need to see myself that way. I am in the plan of God. And his plan is wonderful. I'm in the plan of God. Amen. When we talk about the word wonderful, it's so funny. There was one gentleman in Thailand who is a very young man who just got saved and grew up in Germany. I walked by uh, and I discovered that he grew up in Germany. I put my hand on him. He said, I want to have the laughter. He never laughed. German people are very serious people, very stoic, because he grew up in that culture. Laughing is something new to him. So I lay hand and I say, God is wunderbar, which means God is wonderful. He heard that German language. He began to laugh, and he just laughed in the Holy Spirit, just trigger his laughter. Oh, it's so funny that God has the way to trigger people to laugh. Amen. God is so wonderful. He loved this young man so much that he used me to speak German language to make him laugh. And after that day, he learned how to laugh in the Holy Spirit. 
Amen. So God loves him. God loves us. God knows how to minister to us. God knows how to help us. He knows everything about us. Matthew chapter 10 verse 31. Matthew 10 31. Fear not. Therefore, you are of more value than many sparrows. You are so valuable. Amen. I read all this scripture just to make sure that you can have peace. You can have confidence that God loves you. And you are so precious and valuable in the eyes of God. This is just foundation you need to know. And after this, can I come to the next mentality? The mentality, I am valuable. And I look at God. I look at the Lord and the Lord look at me and I know from His eyes I am valuable in His eyes. Your value does not depend on other people's opinions. Your value does not depend on other people's evaluation. You need to come to this point in your life. If you want to serve the Lord faithfully and fruitfully, you will not depend on people's opinion anymore. Because if you are affected by people's opinions, you will be affected. Because somebody going to say something about you that make you feel bad. Some people may look down on you, and you may even look down on other people. So you need to know that I am valuable in the eyes of God. My eyes are on him. I depend on his opinion about me. His opinion is that I am precious. I am unique and I am valuable and he's going to use me. And he has a good plan for my life. You need to settle this down. Period. Okay? Because when you have that confidence, you can move in love and you can move in faith. When you feel that somebody looked down on you or you feel that you're not good enough, it's hard to walk in love. Then you will look for love all the time. People, what people think about me, love me, love me. But if you're confident in his love and you know that you're so valuable and called by God for a specific purpose in your life, you're going to move by faith. And faith will ignite the power of God and produces all the good outcome. Amen? Now, I'm going to come to more scripture. 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 12. For we dare not class ourselves or compare ourselves with those who commend themselves. But they, measuring themselves by themselves and comparing themselves among themselves, are not wise. What does it mean here? Many Christians, many servants of God have this problem. And the root of the problem is that they are not convinced they are precious in the eyes of God. They are not convinced that God loved them so much. What happened? They began to look for other people's approval instead of God's approval. And not only that, because they are so insecure inside, they begin to compare themselves with other people. Their eyes are not on the Lord. 
Their eyes are on people. What my pastor gonna think about me? What my members in the care group think about me? And they begin to compare themselves with other people. When I listen to our brother Paul leading worship in the care group, I thank God for his life. He could sing real well, not out of key like me. His voice is nice. He can play guitar. If I compare myself with him, I would feel bad because I cannot play guitar. I could not sing well. But I should not compare myself with other people. I know I'm unique, and this is how God made me. And at the same time, listen carefully. The apostle Paul say we don't even measure ourselves with ourselves. Because if you measure yourself or compare yourself with yourself or with other people in the church, you're gonna always have trouble and heartaches. Because when you look at yourself, either you become prideful, oh look at me, I'm so great, or you're gonna be so depressed because oh I don't have that, I don't have this. No, 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 no. You should not compare yourself with yourself. You cannot compare yourself with others. You should always look to the Lord, be thankful of who you are, and just do the best with the gift and talent you have, with whatever you have in your life, and say, God, I believe I'm going to go to the next level this coming month, this coming year. I will look at Jesus, and I want to pursue Jesus, pursue to become like Jesus. Right now, I'm writing a sermon. Call in the book of Philippians chapter three. Call that I may know Him. Apostle Paul said that all the things in his life he considered rubbish. His ability to teach, his ability to know Greek and Hebrew, whatever. He said that the most important in my life is that I may know Jesus. He did not look at himself. He did not even look at his past success and failure. He just keep his eyes on Jesus. He say, "I want to know my Lord, and I want to step forward to become more like my Lord." And that should be the mentality of every believer. Amen. Don't look at yourself. Don't compare yourself to yourself. Don't compare yourself with other people. Don't look down on other people either. Amen. Galatians chapter one verse ten. For do I now persuade men, or God, or do I seek to please men? For if I still please men, I would not be a born servant of Christ. When you serve the Lord, you are trying to please God, not trying to please man. Because if you try to please man, you are not a servant of God. So this is the key, the mentality. I would do everything to please my Lord. He is the one that I look up to. He created me unique, special. I'm not like other people. I'm so unique, and in my uniqueness, I'm gonna please God, look up to God, and follow my God. Even though you love other people, and you appreciate other people, but you yourself need to have the right focus. 
Your focus should be on the Lord. Galatians chapter 6 verse 4. But let each one test his own work, and then his reason to boast will be in himself alone and not in his neighbor. So the Bible says that we should examine ourselves. What can I do to improve, to please the Lord? Instead of comparing ourselves with our neighbors. Always look to the Lord. And always examine ourselves. What can I do better? When I preach on Sunday, I come out from the pulpit. I will talk to the Lord. Lord, anything else I can improve in my preaching? When I lay hand on people in the revival services, I ask the Lord, what can I do to improve? I examine myself, and I'm not going to compare myself with other people, with my neighbors. I'm going to try to follow the footsteps of Jesus Christ to be a better person in laying on of hand, in preaching the gospel. Amen? So always examine yourself and talk to the Lord. It's between you and the Lord. Philippians chapter 2, verse 3. Do nothing from rivalry or conceit. No competition in the church. No pride, no arrogance. But in humility, count others more significant than yourself. When you look at your brother and sister, you always look at their quality and positive thing and lift them up, appreciate them. In fact, our brother and sister in the church, all of us have good qualities. And I don't have many of them. You have something that I don't have. And I always focus on your good qualities and appreciate. And also be thankful for your qualities. Therefore, with this mentality, we don't have competition in the church. We don't have rivalry. And we don't become prideful because we know that we have some weaknesses and they have some strength. I have some strength and they have some weaknesses, but we emphasize on the strength. The relationship in the church will be so powerful and beautiful. Matthew chapter 7, verses 1 to 4. Judge not that you be not judged. For with what judgment you judge, you will be judged. And with the measure you use, it will be measured back to you. And why do you look at the speck in your brother's eye? But do not consider the plank in your own eye. Or how can you say to your brother, let me remove the speck from your eye, and look, a plank is your, in your own eyes. Why am I teaching this lesson? I tell you the true story. I travel so much in church planting ministry. And I noticed that out of immaturity, there are two kinds of God's servants in the churches around the world. Around the world. One type of Christian is that they don't have confidence in God that they are precious and they always look down on themselves. I cannot do this. I'm not good enough in this church. Oh, my pastor doesn't love me. God, I'm not good enough for you. I just go to church and go home, and I don't want to do anything. Don't ask me to do anything. I'm not good enough. This is one kind of Christian. 
Another kind of Christian is this: I'm so great. You guys don't know anything. I can prophesy. I can see vision. I can have dreams. You never have dream. You never see a vision. Oh, you cannot serve God. You are inferior than me. I'm great. You need to listen to me only. Oh, you're not good enough. So this kind of two extreme. One extreme is that I'm nothing. I'm not precious. Oh, other people better than me. I'm not going to do anything in the church. I'm going to sit around, do nothing, and go home. Another kind, always look down on other people, judge other people. They don't have this. They don't have this. I have this. You don't have this. Always judging other people. These two extremes are wrong. That's why I'm teaching this lesson right now. That we need to see our value, and we know God has a special calling for each and every one of us. We should not compare ourselves with others. We should always look to God. Should not judge anybody. Amen. Should not look down on ourselves. I deal with one pastor in another land, not here, not America. Every time I talk to this pastor, this couple always say, "I'm not good enough. I don't know. I don't think I can make it." And you know, after they say like that for a few years, they quit, and now they backslide. They completely left the church and never do anything. And that wrong mindset make them fail. You have to be very careful. But on the other hand, somebody may be saying, "I'm so great here. I know everything. I'm all knowledgeable," and keep yelling at people. You don't know this. You get out of here. I know better than you. So both extremes are not good. We need to be balanced. That's why I'm trying to read all the scripture to show that if you want to serve God, you need to have the right mentality in your life of service. Let me read two more scripture. Romans chapter 12, verse 3. For by the grace given to me, I say to everyone among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think with sober judgment, each according to the measure of faith that God has assigned. So we should not look down on ourselves, and at the same time, we should not think of ourselves higher than the level we have. We should be humble. We should know our value, but we should not lift ourselves up too high. We should be balanced. Know exactly who we are, what God wants to use us for, our gift, our weaknesses. That's okay. We know we don't look down on ourselves, and at the same time, we don't lift ourselves up too high. Last one, First Corinthians four seven. For who sees anything different in you? What do you have that you did not receive? If then you received it, why do you boast as if you did not receive it? Oh, this is a powerful scripture. We need to come to realization that. Everything we have, we receive from the Lord. We have no right to boast about anything. I can be a pastor of New Hope because God gave me the supernatural ability to pastor the church. I cannot boast that 
I am capable myself. I walk into this building this morning, and the first feeling I have, I'm so thankful I have this building to serve God, and it's paid off, and it's my, our building. God gave this building to us. Everything that we have. When I look at all those cameramen, look at this millionaire. And all these movie star who work as an usher in the revival service in Thailand, they all dress the usher. t h e r e I think wear pink color, pink shirt. Is that right, Da? Green? Okay, I don't remember. Green. Woman has better memory than me. Green color. Thank you, the Pastor Da. They all wear green T-shirt. And you may not know that a movie star was catching you, a millionaire was catching you. When I look at them, all these catchers and archer, somebody always stand with the water. So when I pass through one line, the water come to me, I can drink. Next line, the water come to me. So all these things, I cannot boast at all. God gave them to me to finish, to fulfill the calling in my life. I cannot boast about it. I cannot. Claim that I deserve it. They all came to me by grace. Amen. Amen. So conclusion today. Number one in conclusion, we need to see our brother and sister in the church as in the same army, same family, same body. We need to love each other, value each other, support each other, submit to one another. Two. We need to see that we are precious, very precious, valuable, unique in the eyes of God. By His grace, He has given us so many good things in our life that we cannot boast about it. Three, we should see other people with respect and value their gift, and we should encourage them to rise up to use their gift. Don't look down on them. Don't compare ourselves to them. We don't look down on ourselves either, or we don't lift ourselves up and push other people down, or we think that we are not good enough, and just hide ourselves behind somewhere and never used, being used by God. We need to know who we are, keep our eyes on the Lord, ask the Lord to keep improving our ministry, our lifestyle, our faith. Keep growing and growing and growing in faith, in love, in giftings, in talents, in personality, in character. We keep looking at the Lord and keep pursuing the Lord, just like Paul say, that I may know Him, and I want to become more like Him. Don't look around to compare. You focus on the Lord. While you're focusing on the Lord, you love brother and sister. They are. In your same family, I experienced this when I went to Thailand this time. Pastor Da took all of her brother and sister to stay in a very nice hotel, almost like a penthouse room in the east side of Thailand called Pattaya. They could eat first-class food, swim in the first-class swimming pool. 
eat good food the whole three days. She just want to treat her brother and sister like a king and queen. And this was the first time in their life that they stay in the sweet room, eat first class day. This hotel is so wonderful. We can eat all three meals for free if you stay in the suite. Morning, uh, afternoon, tea, evening, alcohol, but I don't drink. Hot cocktail, cocktail. And in the evening, we went out to the best restaurant in Pattaya. And all this brother and sister feel so blessed because her sister treated them as the family members. You see, the heart of Pasada, she wanted to treat her brother and sister that way. When she went to Thailand, she would bring gift. We went to Hawaii uh, last November. We went to Outlet. She bought so many nice wallets, so many of them, and took to Thailand and gave to all the sisters, all the pastor, pastor wife, and one pastor wife got this wallet, very expensive, good one, and she said, how God really knew my heart. I have the old junky one to the point that I want to, I cannot even throw away because I don't have another one, but it's shaky already. Pastor Dad gave the best one to her and her daughter looked at it. Mom, I want that one too. And the mom said, maybe I should give up for my daughter. You see, because Pastor Da treated these people as brothers and sisters in Christ. I want to give the best gift to them. And that we should do to one another. We should treat each other as brothers, valuable brothers and sisters in Christ. The church should have that kind of atmosphere. Love, value, grace, and treat each other very well. No comparison, no looking down on anybody, no discrimination, no rivalry, no pride. It's a humble, loving community. Amen? So I just want to give this simple message to all of you so that we will have this kind of mentality in the church. Let us pray. Father, we thank you so much, Lord, for giving us all this scripture from the apostle and from the Lord Jesus' mouth. Lord, we want to be the servant who have the right mentality, mindset, and attitudes. Lord, we love you, and we thank you so much that you value us so much that you send your son, Jesus Christ, to die for us. And help us, Lord, by your Holy Spirit to keep our eyes on the Lord. And we want to grow more and pursue righteousness, maturity, holiness, and your power, your mercy, and your grace. We thank you, Lord, in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. We trust that this message is ministered to you. If you would like more information about New Hope International Church or other teaching CDs, please contact us at 206-275-1042. You may also visit our website online at www.newhopeinternational.com.
newhopeinternationalchurch.com. I'm so thankful.